You know what I thought about? John Boyega. He was an Imperial stormtrooper. And he obviously slept at night, probably had dreams. So did he have Imperial dreams as a stormtrooper? I don't think stormtroopers have dreams. You know nothing about Star Wars. They're the ones in the white suits. Okay. You know one thing about Star Wars. Just picture me high up with my top down on Highland and Sunset doing 85 on the top deck. See step by step, we walking on stars. If you're looking for some action, you ain't gotta go that far. All right, welcome into a midweek release of uh, the newest episode of Down the Hall Podcast. Glad you could join us. Rodney, glad you could join us. Thank you. Do you call it midweek to just like make it seem intentional? Oh, we've got our midweek one. <laughs> Switch it up this <laughs> yeah. week. Well, I mean, you know, back-to-back weeks of us being out of town uh, sometimes forces a, a midweek episode. Whether that's intentional or, or not, uh, that, that's just the facts we're, we're living with right now. All right, uh, so here we are. Another episode where we're saving people 115 hours of their life from scrolling around Netflix and their terrible menu system, which we had <laughs> someone recently reaffirm for us. Uh, Chet, if you had 115 hours back in your life, what would you do? Yeah, man. Listen, that's an easy answer this time around. Uh, you know, I remember asking you this question uh, when you had gotten into a car accident and your answer was you were going to spend some time uh, car shopping. Yeah. That- happens to be where i am now. listen yeah. you know if you just listen to me every once in a while if you just actually took my advice you would have known that which that was, was great advice which was oh Pre-emptive, preemptively car, car research i thought you were gonna say like ride a horse instead no preemptive car research was my advice okay well maybe i should have been doing preemptive car research i kind of already had begun because i want to get a car i can use for uber yeah uh, so that was already sort of on my radar but um you know, you don't necessarily plan to get in a car accident, right? And uh, so Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving, night before I was about to drive to Buffalo to go see my sister and her husband and their beautiful new baby boy, uh, I was I had come to a complete stop and I happened to look in the rearview mirror and I saw that the person behind me was not stopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not hit the brakes. They hit me instead, mm-hmm. pushing well, me into I mean, in the fairness, person ahead of me. In fairness, they hit some brakes, just... You just happen to be the brakes. Yeah. I, I acted as the brake. I feel like I was pretty effective. They didn't go very far after hitting me. Yeah. I then slammed into the person in front. Uh, yeah. My car, the Honda Accord became the Honda Accordion. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. I wish I could say that was on the spot. It was on the spot the first 10 times, like, or the first of the 10 times I've used that, that yeah. joke. Have, then, have you gotten a better reaction than you just got out of me? The first I feel laugh. Like, the yeah. first laugh was you. Uh, really? So, yeah, I figure like 11th time's a charm. Yeah. So here we are, they say. Um, me needing to spend 115 hours, uh, give or take, to find a new car. So we'll see what happens. But the other thing I'll say too, Rodney, is uh, Ivy messaged me today. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Ivy is a loyal listener to the show. She is. And uh, we really appreciate that. We love that. We love that we get to connect with with the listeners. Now, I remember uh, after the car accident happened, I had posted a picture on Instagram and she messaged you know, kind of drawing the connection between you and I both having had our cars completely wrecked. Well, one thing she did say also today is that uh, she she listened to the episode where I did the the little music montage of you with the Twilight stuff. Yeah, she mentioned it to me today. Okay, nice. So um, it seems to me that I'm now the funny one in her mind. It seems to me that it's possible that 
Wait, by now, getting she, in the car accident the first time, you became the funny one, and then now, like, I've taken the mantle of getting in the car accident, and now suddenly I'm I'm the funny one. So you think that she first told me that I was the funny one in July is what you're saying? So we've been doing the show for for a little while, uh, about a year actually, about yeah. a year. It just makes me think that there's some connection there. All I know is that currently, as of today, I have a message saying how funny that was. You yes, you have a message saying how funny that was. Yes, I don't know. I look. I'm yes. not a scientist. I'm just putting you know, the facts out there. Uh, you Feels know, to me like I'm not causation. One. That's what I'll say. Well, Rodney, before we uh, we go ahead and start with the the movie night pick of the week, as we do every week, I feel like we need to do a, a better job, maybe, of, of setting the table for each episode. I feel like we do so many different random things that you know, if someone's a new listener, they might be like, "What the heck are these guys ever doing?" They might. So, I mean, every week we're going to give you a movie night pick. We also give you a movie to avoid. But tonight, we are also going to do a quick little game uh, actually about drugs. Now, Rodney, I was told that drugs are not a game. Uh, we are? are here to defy that tonight. Yeah. I, um, you're, you're putting that to the test. Are we doing a lot of drugs tonight? Because I feel like I've got like important work to do tomorrow. The night is young. We're also uh, going to be talking about the topic of... Favorite movies starring the main cast of the new Star Wars films. Okay. So I'll get into who that includes and who that doesn't include. And we have had some listener interaction. You and I are going to talk about that. All because the movie of the week has someone from the new Star Wars films and it does touch on the topic of drugs. So here we are being super creative and inventive. We're going to do a game about narcotics. Yeah, I... uh I like how gratuitous we're being and saying how good our content is before people even get to hear it. You ready to jump into this? I'm ready. <laughs> well, I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course. It's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. Rodney, what is, uh, what's the movie of the week this week? So the movie of the week this week is Imperial Dreams. It's a movie that came out in 2014. It's a Netflix original. Um, it's a only Netflix OG. OG is what they're called. Is it because it's Imperial Dreams that you're saying Netflix uh, OG? No, I don't know what Imperial Dreams is about yet. We haven't, um, we haven't told the listeners. So it's uh, it's just under an hour and a half. So it's not a long movie. Uh, rated R. It stars John Boyega, uh, Rotimi, who is a rapper. I did not. Uh, I did not know that Rotimi. <laughs> Neither did I. I put the phonetic spelling in there for you. I appreciate Ro- that. Timmy. Timmy. <laughs> did you look that up? I did. I, I had to listen to a YouTube video with him in it just to hear him pronounce his own name. Uh, well done. Uh, also has Glenn Plummer. Uh, much the, easier to pronounce. Glenn yeah, Plummer. Much, yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know why we listed Glenn's name with his profession. But, uh, <laughs> so um, dumb. The it, director gosh, is uh, I hate that I laughed at Malik that. Vittal. And uh, this was his first notable movie. So this... Again, Netflix original. Yep. Um, Had some star power, John Boyega, from yeah. the Star Wars movies, the new Star Wars movies. Yep. And uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about the story behind this movie? Sure. Um, so this one I, I like a lot. I mean, similar to when we did Night Owls, it was like, t- to me, and I think we talked about this mm-hmm. recently, Night Owls is like the quintessential down-the-hall podcast find, right? Like yep. one that really goes without noticing and, yeah. and then you give it the time to watch and you realize wow this is actually fantastic and right. i feel like that's how i would describe this um john boyega is the main character he is it's set in la so there's kind of like the two different types of movies set in la you have the movies where it's about like acting and like you know chasing fame and then you have you know 
Boys in the Hood, Straight Outta Compton. Like you have movies like that, and this is more towards that side of stuff. Yeah. And I was almost the, thinking the gang very, violence and the the crime yeah. and the, Fruitvale Station. Fruitvale Station is a great, feel, yeah. great comparison. So uh, Boyega is the main character. He at the very beginning of the movie is getting out of out of prison. And he has a, you know, probably like seven-year-old son, eight-year-old son, and his, uh, his, his wife or the, the, at least the son's mother is, is also in, in prison. So, um, you know, basically when he gets out of the, out of prison, immediately his decisions are like, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to, to stay out of trouble. I'm doing everything I can to change my life. He took up writing in prison, decides he wants to kind of give back. He wants to hopefully point people in, in a better direction. Um, but really this movie is about how within certain circumstances, like if you don't hear anything else about this description, like hear this, because this is ultimately what it's about that within certain circumstances, within certain, you know, living situations, as they describe it in the movie, the hood itself can start to feel like a prison in the sense that it can be this endless cycle that you can't necessarily get out of. Um, and, John Boyega's character encounters that. I think without giving anything away, this isn't a spoiler because it is in the trailer. Um, initially, one of the biggest obstacles he runs into is that he desperately wants to get a, a legitimate job. Mm-hmm. He can't get that job until he gets his license. He can't get his license until he pays off child support that he owes. He can't pay off child support until he gets a job. Yeah. So it's like this cycle where he can't get out of this 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 trap he's in where he needs money to be able to get a job. He needs to get a job to get money. And all the while, his uncle, who he had been living with, kind of has offered him this this money to take drugs up to Portland, Oregon. And mm-hmm. so he says, no, like, I don't want anything to do with that. And so there's this tension throughout. Is he going to go back to his old life? Is he going to stay on the straight and narrow? All the while trying to take care of his son. He's living in a car with a seven-year-old. Um, he has friends who are still in, like, in the drug scene. He has friends who are still, you know, potentially you know, not going to survive the next day because of gang violence. Like the, he sees it all happening firsthand and it's all very tempting for him to go back to. And mm-hmm. it's a story about a father trying to live, trying to live right. Um, right. In circumstances that, you know, at least I and you, Rodney, we can't really relate to. And uh, really fascinating. Like Rodney said, short movie, hour and a half, definitely mm-hmm. worth your movie night. Um, happy to recommend it this week. Yeah. No, I think you, you, you covered all of the points that, that I would, that I would hit as well. Um, you know, I do think that it does a, a pretty good jo- job just kind of depicting that frustrating cycle that the th- probably the, the things that go like unnoticed or, or things that we wouldn't really have an appreciation for just like the whole thing of like, you know, trying to get his license, but it's like, oh, you have to pay child support. But it's like, how would I have been able to ch- pay child support while I was in prison? Right, and right. now I've got to go do that to be able to go do this. But I also can't go get a job without a license. So what do you? what are you really telling me I have to do? You know, right. like you're not realistically giving someone um, legitimate option just mm-hmm. like right off the face of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's one thing for anyone to sit back and say, Oh, well you shouldn't have ended up in that situation in the first place. It's like fine. But now here's a human being. What do you want them to do with the, with the kid living yeah. as living in a car? Yeah. And you know, he can make all that money he needs in right. one night by driving the drugs. Right. You know, North. Yeah. And, and then uh, you also realize too, like it's basically illegal to like live out of your car. I mean, not really, but you know, like the, depending on yeah. where you're, depending on, you know, yeah. depending on where you're at and all of that kind of stuff. It's, uh, you know, all of that, you know, if right. you're a human being trying to do the best that you can, you know, you you can sit there and look at a situation where you're like, oh, what would you do there? I think the the family element of this makes me feel like this is 
you know, part Fruitvale Station, part Pursuit of Happiness. Mm-hmm. That's how I would describe this. I mean, Fruitvale Station has a lot of these same themes, you know, when yes. you think about it. Like, yeah. you know, looking for work, he's, you know, uh, like out of prison trying to do, trying to not, you know, sell drugs. And, right. You know, it's uh, a lot of the same themes, but. For sure. It's also one that really demonstrates how I think how good of an actor John Boyega is. I know you don't really love him all that much. I think he is great. Um, well, I didn't say I don't love him. I just haven't really watched. You just Star like Wars. him as a friend. I uh, I just haven't seen Star Wars, so I don't really have that to speak of. And this movie I liked, but I didn't love like you loved. Sure, fair enough. What speaking of that, Rodney? Did you give it on a scale from one to ten? I gave it a seven. Okay, okay. So I mean, that's great. I mean, I think as if we're both giving it a seven or above, that's that's our threshold for recommending a movie. For right. me, this was an eight. So I've explained before how nines and tens are the best movies I've ever seen. Eights are just like the strong next tier, right? Self-explanatory, but really when I'm considering how to how to rate a movie, it's like, is this one of the best movies I've ever seen? No. Yeah. But it's also much better than just a passive recommendation I'd give to a friend. Like, right. I might do a podcast about this someday. Right. Exactly. The overall rating on IMDb is a 6.9. Okay. So right in line with you. Right in line with me. Um, however, uh, quite yes. surprisingly, uh huh, the professionals. Yeah, let's get to that. Have something else to say. Hate, 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 hate. double hate, loathe entirely. I like you. A what lot. do they have to say? I'm going to read the best and worst review, but let's hear what the uh, Rotten Tomato score is before we get to that. So the Rotten Tomato score is more in line with you. Uh huh. So if I'm more a man of the people, which mm. I would say that I am, sure. Uh, you're more in line with the um, people who what take themselves too seriously. Is you're that what you're we certainly call a man of, of people who have seen all the Twilight movies. No doubt. Yeah, man of the people. A Without man of, a doubt. A man of popular opinion. Without a singular um, doubt, you've seen all the Twilight movies. A man of very popular opinion. So question, what did the Rotten Tomato score? The Rotten Tomato score is a 91%. Yeah, listen, that's that's pretty... I mean, I, I, I don't know which I prefer, Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb, generally speaking, but there's there's something about seeing a Rotten Tomato score in the 90s that that makes me automatically add a movie to my watch list or, mm-hmm. you know, come to appreciate it better. Right. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's, it is truly a validation of some sort, mm-hmm. right? It's not the end all be all by any means, right. you know, like it's not, I mean, like to, to add a movie to a watch list is one thing, but the fact that it's a certain score on Rotten Tomatoes, I feel zero pressure whatsoever to, you know, feel a certain way. About and we know that the critics are just the critics and we've come to know through slant magazine that the critics can sometimes be insane people. Yeah, no. And I, I mean, you know, let's see, also, what the, let's see what the insane people actually had to say though. The worst review did not come from slant magazine. Um, it actually came from the guardian. Uh, the director's film is full of heart, but overly ambitious. He could have made it easy on himself and steered us down a much more familiar route. Instead, he delivers a moralistic story that's pure in its intention and a real slog to watch. I'm somewhere on that back half. Not, not obviously that's, that's too strong, but I think the reason I'm at a seven and not higher like you are is there was a point that the movie does like at certain points, I wish it was moving a little bit more quickly. Okay. That's but, fair. Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes with dramas, you get that. Yeah. 
because there isn't a, a lot. I mean, but actually, again, there's some really tense scenes in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, extremely tense. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, if you're fully bought into the whole story or fully bought into the drama, then it is, you know, a movie that is slow for one person could be fully emotional and intense. See, for that's, else. that's really how I felt. And yeah. the playlist, I think, agrees, which gave the best review. Uh, it's a heartwarming story of a father. This is very straightforward, very simple, and I like it. It's a heartwarming story of a father and son bonding, one which highlights that nothing is more powerful than family. And I think, I think that what I liked about this was that, uh, you know, without giving any spoilers away, he is tempted this entire, the entire movie by the, the easy decision, which would be to take the drugs and go sell and go bring them north of the border and get the money and, and at least start fresh from there. Like he right. can make good decisions after that. Right. Right. But what keeps motivating him throughout, even in his moments of, of weakness is his son. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, I feel like as the viewer, the movie does a good job of putting people who might otherwise be in a situation. I would say like, Oh, well people just continue to make bad decisions and puts you in a position of realizing like, well, maybe that second bad decision and then third bad decision and then maybe fourth bad decisions were all a continuation of feeling like, what honestly are my options right now? For sure. So uh, that was the, uh, the the best and worst review for the movie pick of the week. But we also, as we are s- sifting through all the options out there for you, we come across ones that you definitely need to avoid. And yeah. so I think for this one, we should throw out the disclaimer that there is a good chance that this would be a movie that Chet and I would really like. Yeah, that's this fair. This movie to avoid. That's fair. And um, before Rodney tells us what that is, the criteria for this are movies that are being promoted as great movies, as great movie night picks, right? Whether that be from other websites or Netflix itself or Amazon, whatever. And we watch and say it's not worth your time. So without further ado, let's get into the movie to avoid. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. Yeah, so I think, in all fairness, we should say this is likely a movie that we both would really like if we watched. Do you think George Bush has seen this movie? Um, I think that he's seen precious few movies. I, I, I think he exclusively likes the movies that are five. The same five movie and six. over and over and over again. Yeah, the fives and six, I feel like he probably likes. Like he, um, he loves cool runnings. Anyway, th- sorry. This, this movie is a good chance that it would be probably like an eight for me. Um, the movie is called Life Itself. And it's about Roger Ebert, um, the movie reviewer, yes. appropriately enough. And we saw in the opening scene that he had like a surgery on his face. Yes. Or what was previously his face. And I mean, again, this is not making light of someone who is, you know, well, it's kind of making light of it. It kind of is. Let's not not be overly moralistic here. We're kind of making light. I'm not making light. What I'm telling you is I I never seen anything like it before. Like part, part of a man's face is gone. And just like some of it is hang. Like I couldn't quite grasp what I was looking at. The opening scene was Roger Ebert's half face his open face yes the opening scene featured his like there's like skin dangling in a way that i don't know what it used to connect to like he made he made harvey dent two-face look yeah look great heart 
Harvey Dent look like a like a Teletubby compared to this. Teletubbies are terrifying. That is an awful. Well, they're, analogy. they're soft faced. That is an they awful, have an easy terrible, face to look at. awful analogy. I never thought that I would have to say this, but new rule for the podcast: Teletubbies are forever banned. Teletubbies forever banned. They have movies on their stomachs, right? They have tellas on their tubbies. I think is what it is. <laughs> I don't think it's you thought. You thought the word was tummy, and it's not tummy. No tubby. <laughs> I didn't say tummy. <laughs> they have tellas no on their bubbies. <laughs> Tella tubby. Oh no, tell, there is another T. I think there's a. I think there's a few things wrong with what we're talking about here. So, life itself <laughs> is the name of the movie, and it is recommended on Netflix. But what we're saying is. For if you no can, reason other than the the sheer horror of, of if you the can get past scene. the opening scene, I'm sure there's a great movie there. Yeah, I, I mean, even like if I could be. get, I need somebody else to see it and just tell me like what happened, like a different podcast, like a movie review podcast. We don't review. Let's let's send life itself over to the Take Two podcast. Have them watch and review and let us know. His jaw is gone, right? Is that what's gone? I can't remember. But oh it's, gosh, it was rough. It was, it was anyway. Tough. That's it. I'm sure it's great. I'm going to give it an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Confidently better than the movie we're recommending tonight. Then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, so John Boyega, star of Imperial Dreams. John Boy, as I like to call him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty clever. Uh, I like that. Yeah. John Boyega uh, is is also one of the, the main actors in, in the new Star Wars trilogy. So it uh, got me thinking, Rodney, I'm thinking that recently we've talked about um, actors or actresses who have come out of Star Wars to then go on to either do nothing or, or in Harrison Ford's case, have a great career. I'm curious, and I was curious about what the listeners might think. What are our favorite movies starring some of the cast of the new Star Wars movies? Do you really love the lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. So... So yeah, so can I? I mean, yeah, you're, probably, you're about to ask who who I'm referring to. Uh, that's not what I was going to ask, but please tell me who we're referring to. Well, it's important because I know Harrison Ford is technically in the new Star Wars movies, but we're not talking about him. We're talking specifically Got about it. six people, right? That would be that would be Adam Driver, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Felicity Jones, Daisy Ridley, and Domhnall Gleeson. All young actors or actresses, all who have been in multiple things outside of Star Wars, but are prominently involved in the new Star Wars movies. Felicity Jones was a one-time thing, Rogue One, but the rest of them have been in The Force Awakens and now will be in The Last Jedi. Um, Got it. And so we're not saying movies after they had fame in Star Wars. Nope, we're just, just talking in general, about the, any movies that these they, actors. Yep, any movies that they have a significant role in outside of Star Wars. Got it. Um, so why don't we do, I have a, I, I know I had a couple that jumped right to my head, but so why don't we, why don't we go with the, um, the write-in votes first, because sure, I, I don't want to steal anyone. No, actually, I'm just not going to, do you know that I have this thing where if I go out to eat, if someone orders something, even if I wanted it before me, then I won't order it. Yes. I don't care if you order after, I don't care if I you order after me. But if you order something before, like, I always have a backup plan. I do know this. And maybe even a backup on a backup. Rodney, we've been out to eat together mm, 400 times. And uh, I've seen this happen 
I've seen this happen. So what you're saying is this is kind of the same way when the listeners pick something. Yeah, I'm not going to pick the same. Pick I'm not going to pick. Okay. I might, might mention it. Like, you know, like if you were to order, I'd be like, oh, actually, I was thinking about getting that. But I'm going to mm, get that this other thing. Yeah. Go Habsies. <laughs> All right. So let's see if you can go Habsies on any of these here. So bartender Nate, who actually yeah, is speaking of a place, speaking that, of we place go, that we go yeah, yeah. frequently to get food. Uh, bartender Nate, he said ex machina, who had both uh, has both. Oscar Isaac and Dom Nogles. It's a it's a two for one. That was my that was my go to, but I figured somebody would get it. Former uh, episode that we've done, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Larry in Maine says uh, Dom Gleason in The Revenant. Still haven't seen it. The Leo DiCaprio Oscar best best actor, best leading actor, Oscar winning. I've almost got a hit play on a few. T- you know what? There's something about epic movies that I feel like if I didn't see it in theaters. I like I feel like The Revenant. Uh, it's also why I still haven't seen Saving Private Ryan. There's certain movies that I'm like... Mm, yeah. Feels like you need to correct that a little bit. Just course adjustment. Yeah, I know. It's just It just feels like at that point, I'm just doing it as a task. Someone named uh, Lyndon Wells says... Who is he? Felicity Jones in A Monster Calls, which was another episode that we have done. Also sure. had Lyndon Wells on that episode. He, he was the recommender of that movie. And he joined us to talk through it. Uh, Amanda, that would be Brother Dan's wife, so that would be sister-in-law Amanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't seem like as catchy of a nickname, sister-in-law Amanda. She also said Felicity Jones in Like Crazy. Okay, have you ever seen that? I haven't. That was great. You'd love that movie. Wait, what? It's not. It's not too epic for you to not have to have seen in theaters. Josh says Adam Driver in What If, which was a movie we've actually talked actually, about because yeah, it had think, Daniel yeah. Radcliffe and Daniel Radcliffe's Bare Bum. Yeah. Also, and I have seen Like Crazy. Okay, great. Uh, Darren Generally, former guest of the podcast. Said Oscar Isaac in Show Me the Hero. I'm sorry, Show Me a Hero. It says Show Me the Hero. It was almost like Jerry Maguire meets Subway. Uh, Show Me a Hero, which I think was a, a miniseries, in all fairness, not a movie. But still, it's you know a performance by Oscar Isaac outside of Star Wars mm-hmm. that he said he really loved. Yep. And then Brian from the Take Two podcast, so our, our buddies over there, uh, says Domhnall Gleeson in American Made which just came out this past summer starring Tom Cruise. Mm. Yeah, I wanted to see that. I heard, that got great reviews. Yeah. That was so, I, I tried to make that my first movie past movie, and I just missed the wind. Pretty good list of, of really talented young actors and actresses mm-hmm. here. Um, really excited, especially Oscar Isaac. Yeah. And that's my pick. Oscar Isaac in uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah. Oscar Isaac is the, the main character. Uh really good movie i think that it got a lot of attention when it came out yeah and i thought he was fantastic in it um i'm gonna go with uh felicity jones in theory of everything ah one of the you know it, she she's a has a great performance in that um as stephen hawking's wife um i almost said wifey accidentally <laughs> wifey yeah. um, do you mean wi-fi also wifey because of Okay, but I think her her performance in that is great. It's a it's a fantastic. Have you seen that movie? No, not yet. It's a it's a great movie. Um, that was and, 2014, one of the best years for movies. I'll, I'll yeah. still say. And I, it was up for awards. I was I too busy watching, anything, but Gone Girl and Fury and Birdman and I think this also was Night, up for all of those awards. Nightcrawler. All right, Rodney, you ready for uh, for this game? This game here that I've 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 put together for you. Probably not, but. I mean, that's never stopped you before. So I thought it might be fun, funny. Um, you know, we funny mentioned we mentioned that uh, drugs are, are not a game and, and should not be treated as such. Yet tonight mm-hmm. we're going to do exactly that. So I should say at this point probably that 
uh, my dad for many years and still works with a drug and alcohol rehabilitation program. So my hope and pray, I hope and pray that through knowing uh, many recovering addicts over my lifetime that I do well on this game. Yeah. I thought you were going to go somewhere else, like that it's not a joke and that, you know. Oh, like, no, it's fine. It's more just about how well you will do on this game. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. Uh, they, they, there's, uh, so you're saying you picked up a lot over the years. I don't know. But... I don't know. Prob- probably precious little. Okay. Uh, or I heard a lot of words that I would have never really cared to connect to what the actual drug was. But... Well, that's what the game is. I'm going to give you nicknames, street mm-hmm. names, rather, for, for drugs. And you have to tell me what you think the drug is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might just go with, because uh, I know about three drugs. So I think okay. I might just say those three over and over and over. Okay. Again. Inevitably, you'll be correct at some level. So that's At some point. We're going to start uh, with, with a nice and easy one. Okay, so there's like four... Uh, nicknames for this, and I, I think the, the the most direct one is I'll save for last if you if you need it. But uh, just go with an easy one to get you warmed up. Ready? So yeah. you have to tell me what the actual name of the drug is. Got it. Uh, based off these street names. <laughs> Purple haze. Um, Chronic. Trees. Any guesses? Oh, trees. Purple haze. Is that? Feel like Mary what, what, Jane. Oh, okay. Uh, so this would be uh, marijuana, or some might call it herb, as in the person who cuts my hair. He once said to me, "Hey, bro, you ever tried? You ever tried the herbals?" Oh boy! And I said, "What?" And he goes, "The herbals, you know, like weed." And I said, "No." <laughs> Rodney, I go to the same place to get my haircut, and I have had far different experiences than you. All right, next one. Uh, you just got to tell me what this drug is. Ready? Mm-hmm. So, Blue Meanies, Liberties, <laughs> Magics, Mushies. Mushrooms. Yes, mushrooms it is. And now, any mushroom you pick up outside is a, is a hallucinogenic, you or are, do you just have to find the right cluster? You're asking the wrong person. So, I had mushrooms on my pizza last night. Yeah, I've never. I've had a lot That's of mushroom pizza in my life. Never, never had any trippy experiences. Throw a little sriracha. Do on I there? just need to like eat more? I think you need to definitely eat more mushrooms <laughs> until until something happens. <laughs> just keep, keep eating them and, and report back to me. So, in fact, take the day off tomorrow and just do that. All right. So I'm starting to feel a little sick. I'll just take the day off. I'll walk around the yard and hopefully find a mushroom. <laughs> and if I find a mushroom, you're saying just go ahead and eat just it. Just keep going and record record see what happens yes definitely okay. record next one uh skippy skittles smarties Ooh. vitamin r uh, ritalin correct oh that was that i uh, needed it i love how it was two different candies skittles and, and smarties all right next one looney tunes yellow sunshine lucy in the sky with diamonds Ooh. l uh, uh, think of a drug with the name L. It's not LCD, as in TVs. Oh, it's LSD. Got it. I Looney say that tunes. because when I was younger, I used to confuse LSD with LCD, so I had yeah. some confusing conversations at Best Buy. All right, next one. <laughs> Love drug. Molly. No. Molly's also a, a street name. No, so no, no. I know. I was going to say, is that the next name? I know. No. I've got. I've got the... No. Yes, yes it is. Yes it is. Is it? Yeah. Molly's the next name? Yes. Ecstasy. Yes. Bang, I, I got thought, that one. Can I just say for real quick? Another uh, name is Scooby Snacks. Scooby Snacks. Uh, Scooby well, Snacks. You didn't realize why Scooby was always so happy. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um 
I just thought because he was. I know you gave lucky. me a you gave me a clue on that last one, but if this is the quiz that I go hundred percent on, I have to say that's surprising. It's concerning. It's concerning. Okay, next one: Velvet, Tussin, Drex. My personal favorite: Purple Drank. You know what? I don't know what he's drinking out of that purple cup or out of the purple liquid out of the that scissorp. golden cup. Scissorp is another. I mean, I'm going to say it's like... I believe it was what? Kanye West, the great philosopher of our time, who said, uh, y'all order the pancakes, I'll just get the scissorp. Vicodin? No. Like liquid Vicodin? No. I no. don't know. What is it? Cough medicine. Purple drank. Scissorp. Oh, cough it's just medicine. literally cough medicine? Cough medicine. All right, next one. Bloom. Meow, meow. Blue silk. Wicked X. Boy. I'm gonna give you a uh, hint because none of these really hint at it all all that much. And this is this is like a weird one anyway. Do you always delete quizzes or are you only no, deleting this one because this one, it's drugs? I just don't want a list of these just like chilling on my on my computer. So I'm, I'm gonna delete this as we go. But uh I'm gonna give you a hint. Okay. So uh in the news in Florida, I think it was like five years ago. Oh, is this there was people, the, people biting, biting people's faces like off? faces off uh on this stuff. What was uh Oh, bath salts. In Wicked X. Yes, correct. Bath salts. That is. Bang. Oh, my God. I'm doing well, so you, well you, on this. You didn't get the most recent one. I know, correct? but I'm saying I'm de- I didn't know cough syrup was a drug. You I are doing realize. You are doing well. All right, last one. <clears throat> Zing. Black Beauties. Study Buddies. Xanax. Think Study Buddies should be a good hint. Oh, well, Adderall? Yes, Adderall. Was Banned it, was by it, the NFL. Why do, why do people use Ritalin? Is that the is that the same thing? You're asking me, I have no idea. Next week we're gonna play a new game where I'm gonna take clips <laughs> of things you've said and listeners can guess which of those drugs you were on when you said them. <laughs> all of them. Alright, so at this point we've given you a, a movie night of the week, one to avoid. We oh, is that all of it? Talked we, through we, that we, is, we, are, that's all the quiz. That's oh, all the quiz. Right, yeah, we didn't we Did, didn't really like you didn't give me the clue. I thought we had one more. No, that was it. You did pretty well. Pretty wow. well, I must say. I must say that listen, was uh Hey, listen to everybody. Impressive. No big deal. I know my drugs. <laughs> you you are well versed in narcotics. I'm well versed in the street names of things that I've never once ever thought about doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at this point in the episode, before we get to uh, actually, if you want to stick around, we're not going to do necessarily a spoiler section uh, later. We're actually going to have a, a, a topical discussion about how difficult. It can be for people like Rodney or myself or someone who's never had to experience some of the same decisions or choices, rather, that uh, John Boyega's character had to face in the movie Imperial, Imperial Dreams. We're just going to talk about that mm-hmm. from just kind of a as truthful and honest as we possibly can be. I do think it might get a little spoily because we'll probably talk as examples. We'll talk, you know, details of the movie. So if that's something you want to be a part of, that will be at the very end of this episode. But in the meantime, we want to tell you about some of our friends yeah so speaking of friends uh i think we only have two of them their names are matt and pete and they host a show called checked out in jersey on facebook live 8 p.m on thursdays uh, we we hop on there or chet will hop on there sometimes i'm not there uh depending on how busy i am uh to do uh our movie recommendation of the week and also face the fire unless i'm I'm deciding not to face the fire. Chet will face the fire. About what? Our movie, movie week before? Of, yeah. The thing is, though, is... Uh, now you know, the conversation, we just talk. We now. just we just bash you the whole time. Oh, really? The last couple of weeks you haven't been there, we just tool on you, Rodney. Oh, I love it. 
It's not true. Um, but yeah, no, if you can't catch us on that show on Thursday night, Facebook Live, you can always catch them on uh, later in the week when the episode gets released as a as a podcast. So check out in Jersey, definitely worth your listen. I told you not to give details. Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. Well, here we are, Rodney, in the uh, spoiler section, right, where we normally talk about our favorite scenes of the movie. But I thought tonight it might be uh, appropriate to... I don't know, man. What are your, like, just talk through your thoughts on how to approach a movie like this when you and I couldn't come close to being able to relate. Um, well, so I guess I would say, you know, speaking of what my dad's done for a living, I feel like I've been around enough people who have faced decisions or people that I've, you know, gotten to know at a pretty personal level who have been in really tough decisions, right? Like, or at least their options are very limited based on, what their past is, right? So, um, but I think what's always struck me too is I do think that where you start out in life and the decision and, you know, the mistake that you make, some, you know, I feel like if if you're not in our shoes, like uh, where we grew up, I feel like we have a lot more leniency. I feel like a lot of people make a lot of mistakes, except what that mistake looks like, depending on what your circumstances, um, has a lot of different ramification right where would i run drugs no because it's not worth it immediately yeah exactly i would be the guy with his eyes wide (laughs) driving around no but i i wouldn't decide to run drugs not because like oh it's not like that there isn't some gain or that any one of us could be tempted by the money but at the same time for us it's like well the risk reward is not there at all and also the things that we could do with our time otherwise is probably more profitable because we don't have certain things lingering over us. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's more profitable, but I do huh? think that in one way it's, it's more profitable, which yeah, is yeah. well, more, I'm saying like morally. more profitable, like I'm saying more profitable than like, if you're in a situation where you're like, what are my other options? I have, no, I, I'm I out of prison I, and I, I, I can't even work at McDonald's because they do a background check that they're going to say, nope. You can't work here because you were in prison. Before. And if you're listening and you work at McDonald's, we we appreciate you, and we we're thankful for the Big yeah. Macs. And you should go listen to our episode about the founder. Listen, the uh, founder. My Delicious. thing is, I mean, I think there's there's kind of two two sides of this. I think that a movie like this, I think, you know, I I really appreciate because there is some truth in fiction, and you know, I have never been in a situation like John Boyega's character was in, but I did find myself relating to really the because at the end of the day like whatever the conflict might be the internal struggle is really what the story is about right so whatever conflict any character is facing it's a out outward expression of the inward struggle mm-hmm. right and so we can relate to inward struggles i think it just looks different our outward expression of that would look differently right right yeah so in regards to this movie i did find myself relating to the main character because the struggles that he was facing and the desperation of, you know, financial burden and wanting to do right by his family and feeling like his options were limited. I get that. Um, obviously though, from being in a more privileged situation, uh, I don't, I've never been in, in his exact shoes. And so I don't want to sound like I, I get that side of it. I don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I do think that it's easy though, for people not in that situation to say, oh, well, like clearly here's the road roadmap of how you could be successful or how you right. could get out of there. And I just don't think it's that simple. And I think that movies will always do a good job of 
dramatizing things, you know, Mm -hmm. making things more extreme and giving a specific example and showing us why there's no other way. But I do think that there's some truth to that. I do think that there are people who feel stuck in cycles and feel like they don't have options, especially when it's not just them, but maybe they're trying to provide for a family. Right. Right. Um, And so I think that there's value in movies like this. I think that I'm glad that it was relatively uplifting, like towards the end, you know, just in terms of how he then responded. But throughout, you know, you're kind of thinking, okay, like I can see how if he took this path, mm-hmm. it could be in my mind justified. Right. No, I, I think that's, that's probably exactly how I'd summarize it is. And I, I like the way that you said the outward expression of inward struggles that we all face looks different depending on what your setting is, Yes, you know? And, um, you know, I think for you or I, if we we're, if we ended up in a situation where we then say like, crap, I don't, you know, like I don't have money to pay off this thing and to pay, I have to pay off this thing because I need to get a license because then once I can get a license, I can then apply to jobs and therefore mm-hmm. start my new life. You or I probably have access to people who, even if we are at our lowest point would say, I can help you out. Yes. Where there are a lot of people who live in communities where there is no one that can help yes. out. There is no one who can answer that call, not because of any fault of their own. They just can't. Right. Right. Um, and so I think that's a big part of it too, is the access to the community that you and I have is not the same access that other people have. Correct. And I think we routinely, and especially because we talk about the American dream and we're all self-made people. We routinely forget in that conversation how important the community of people we all have access to is. I like agree completely. That network, the reason people go off to, to college, the reason people go to grad school and try and get into good schools, everything is is network. And, you know, if you're people of privilege. Um, and, you know, I think that conveniently gets tossed aside when we're then looking at individuals and, you know, a situation that they're in and how it's like, yeah, but also what what access do they have? Yes, so I, I agree. And, you know, again, you know, we're not, we're not dismissing. If you're listening, you're thinking we're dismissing the idea of personal responsibility. I know I'm not. And I know Rodney's Mm -hmm. not because I do think that people at the end of the day are responsible for their own decisions. All we're saying is when you look at a movie like this and you're watching a movie like this, I do think there's room for even the most narrow minded person to be able to take a step back and say, it's possible that if in a circumstance of desperation or, you know, feeling as though I needed to provide for someone other than myself, that an easier decision to sell drugs might be extremely tempting, especially if mm-hmm. it's something you'd done before. So that's all. And I think that, yeah. I think that this movie did a good job portraying that, uh, without, I think, glorifying the, the decision. I think, yeah. you know, really what this did a good job of emphasizing was, uh, the, the family focus that this man had and, uh, and ultimately what led to his triumph. So yeah, that's really well said. Imperial dreams, imperial dreams. You know John I, Boyega. Rodney, is there is there a way we can wrap this this episode up? Is there something we're missing here? Like I was going to start went to like right. serious tones there for a moment. I yeah, guess that's okay. I, I don't. You know, when you initially pitched it, I just remember thinking like, I just don't know how quickly that it, that conversation ends. Yeah, <laughs> usually enough. our spoiler section is three minutes. Yeah, this was a little bit more than three. Um. But well, I mean, hey, listen, I, who knows what I edited it down to? We I could, might just take out all everything you said. Yeah, yeah. We could just edit it down to saying John Boyega bringing people of different sides of opinion closer together. All right, uh, Ronnie. So uh, let's wrap this one up. 
Okay, that's Chet. I'm Rodney. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Very direct. Or you could also tell our listeners that they can find us you on Twitter. find us on Twitter at, on downtheholeguys.com. Gmail at gmail.downthehallguys oh, at podcast.com. See you later. I think it's best that if work? you just go to downthehallpodcast.com. It's all yeah, there. It's all find, there. You can find it there. I'm sure I'm close. <laughs> <laughs>